What we also have is uh, potentially five Republicans slash conservatives running for those three seats. If you don't get the uh, the uh, endorsement by the Republican Party, what's your next move? All right, everybody, we've got another special interview lined up for this episode. And so we want you to hear one of the candidates for Forest Hills School District School Board. His name is Bob Bibb. We have a great discussion. He's got a lot of information and knowledge about what's going on in the Forest Hills School District. So we hope that you will uh, listen and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to Cancelled Out <laughs> and our interview with uh, Bob Bibb. Bob Bibb is running for Forest Hill School District uh, uh, sure? board member. School board. School board, thank you. Uh, running for the Forest Hill School Board. Uh, I met him uh, uh, a couple of times in the past at some uh, meetups, just uh, getting a feel for what he's about. Uh, learning about uh, what is going on with the Forest Hill School Board is really interesting, actually. Uh, there's certainly a lot of uh, numbers involved there's a lot of drama involved a lot of drama holy cow a lot of drama so bob uh go ahead and uh thank you for coming on go ahead and introduce yourself please thank you for having me um so again my name is bob bibb i'm one of the candidates for uh school board for forest hills um i've lived in the district now for a little over 13 years uh, we currently have a daughter that's a senior i have a daughter that's a seventh grader and a daughter that's in fourth grade so i the unique perspective of one child in each each school yeah. Well, and at least one of the elementary schools, there's five total. So what got you so involved in the Forest Hills School District? Is it because you're a parent or did you have some kind of unique uh, approach to it or uh, perspective on it beyond that? Uh, yes and no. Um, so initially what got me involved was uh, it was when my daughter was going into her freshman year at Anderson. Um, there was a big push primarily from an outside group to change the name of the um, high school. They didn't like the, the Redskins logo anymore. Oh, we'll bleep um, that for you guys, just so you know, so no one gets offended. We'll bleep that whole Redskins thing. <laughs> what, the Redskins? Yeah. That's offensive? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Redskins yeah. was offensive. And we and, and the people, there was people asking, you know, and asking the public, you know, email the board, tell them your position, tell them your feelings. I came from, I graduated from Hughes High School. We were called the Big Red. We had a Big Red and Indian head. And I didn't think anything of it back then. Right. And then I went to, I went to pull a, uh, picture of my high school my high school logo and unbeknownst to me uh, when i graduated in 93 it is now a big red h they removed the indian head and it was the same group that came in here initially that went there and did the push to have that removed. so, so they're uh, erasing indians from history as much as they possibly can huh yes yeah. and so that well, got racist. Me well, yeah exactly i said well if they're here now somebody's got to stop them so and you start doing your research um, you start communicating with the board and one of the things from the board that I noticed right off the bat in the district was my opinion didn't seem to matter much to them. Even though I was a voter, I was told that the majority of the students in that district don't vote. So therefore, and this is an email from the board president at the time said he's not really concerned with my vote because he serves the students and the majority of them, except for a handful of seniors, don't vote. This was for your old school? Bit. No, this is for this is for Forest Hills. Oh. Who was the president at the time? Jim Fruman. Okay. And I thought to myself, well, that's a little arrogant. Mm, yeah. Not even, you know, and then, so you start getting into, you start getting into groups of like-minded people. And then there was a, um, there was a Facebook group set up for it. And I joined that 
and I had fired off some public records requests. I don't think some people seem intimidated by doing that stuff, and I don't know why. I mean, it's a public institution. The public has the right to know what's going right. on. And then we had some people come down from South Dakota. One of them, was, the name was Eunice. She's a full-blood uh, Sioux Indian, and she came from a tribe, and she brought all kinds of genealogy books, and she brought all kinds of photos from the Indian tribe where, you know, people were wearing the Redskins jersey, like the football team. And, and oh, she was wow. like, we don't care. She goes, people keep trying to take away our stuff, and, uh, and please don't. And then you have the other side who says they have Indians that say they want it removed. So you kind of caught in the middle right but then it, i don't know she, eunice when she talked to me talked to us there was a group she came to talk to i don't know i was just i was moved by what she was saying and she had valid points of what she was saying you know they're fighting it you know don't let them take this from you because they'll keep going and they'll keep going and they won't stop mm-hmm. which you can see that now they got rid of the redskins name now they've moved on to crt yep um, yeah yeah, it's it's about controlling the language so that they can control you. It has nothing to do. Yes. They don't even, they don't actually care about uh, anybody's feelings in all reality. It's just it's just about uh, controlling people. And when you can control the language, you can control people's minds. Correct. And then so and then there was the big push. And, and I had said initially, I said you're going to have people in this township that they aren't going to care either way what the name is. I said, but there's people who are going to care what the dollar value is behind this. And sure. so that's when you start looking at how much is this going to cost us to change. And some people said, oh, it's only going to be a little, just uniforms. But it's it's more than uniforms. There's mm-hmm. football fields, basketball fields. There's logos and stuff all throughout the school. Yep. So that was easily a half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Good night. And and the district said, you know, they can't afford that all at once. And then you started questioning, well, how you got x amount of dollars in the bank how can you not afford it and you start looking at other things and some some things just didn't add up so you're so basically the what you're saying is the uh the redskins controversy drew your attention to the the finances of the school board and you started uncovering some interesting factoids is what i'm hearing correct and then my daughter when she i mean this is her senior her freshman year is when the high school was in full swing of being renovated the change orders and the amount of stuff that went on for the past four years of stuff like that is just astronomical. Yeah. Um, to the point where the district blew through a $103 million bond and they were starting to take out loans to keep going. Wow. And there's still, still school district was yeah. taking out loans. Yeah. The wow. school district. Yeah. Good yeah. So, I mean, it's, and that, and that's what's, that's what's caused us the most problem. I think it, it's, there's so much debt involved in that. They purchased a new central office, which most schools are consolidating at this point. Right. Ours is expanded by two extra buildings because they built a bus depot and a new central office, which the new central office doesn't even hold everybody from the original central office. And they broadcast this when they purchase it, which still doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. Why, if you ran out of space, why don't you get space for everybody and not just some of you? That way you have one building and not two buildings now you've got to maintain. Right. So real quick before we before we uh, leave the uh, Redskins topic too much, but sure, uh, I just want to point something out for uh, for the listeners. This is some, and I'll, I'll I'll try to find this and add it in the show notes. But I remember because I was a Redskin. I went to I went to Anderson High School, and I remember uh, the controversy being a thing then. But that was back in 2005 when I graduated, and all four years I remember that being the uh, the debate is whether or not to change that name. And I recall. Uh, and I'm only just now thinking of it. Otherwise, I would have all the details in front of me. Right. There was a linguist that had talked about, uh, and he was like with the Smithsonian, I believe. He was a linguist with the Smithsonian Institute, and I'll have to look him up, look up his name. But what I recall is the argument he made, and he was making this as it relates to the Washington Redskins. But Redskins, according to him, was a term coined by the uh, Native Americans at the time that they first saw the white man. And it was basically to... Uh, distinguish them 
from uh, the white men that were showing up on their shores. They go, here comes some white skins. We're uh, not so white, so we're going to call ourselves Redskins. And that's that's the argument he makes, is that Redskin was actually uh, coined by Native Americans, not by white men. That's 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 his claim. Yes. It. So it's just interesting yes. context to, to give on, on, on where some of this comes from as far as the origin. And that's, and that's what... Yeah, and that's what Eunice had told us as well, that it was around, you know, that's it wasn't because of the scalps that they were called redskins. It was because yeah. of their skin color versus the white skin color. Which would stand a reason, too, honestly. I mean, right. th- sure. I mean, especially if you're not familiar with any other skin tone, you know, and suddenly right. a white right. guy shows up on your shores. You know, you right. might at that point start, to, you know, the first thing you might do is describe what they look like, which is, you know, their skin is a different shade. Sure. And and there's there's no no harm in that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um no, say the left has twisted that to the point now it's bad to say what it, the word redskin. Right, and and they're again they're only doing that because they want to control the language so they can control people. It has nothing to do with feelings and and making sure people sure. are they don't actually care about that stuff. Uh, but okay, so let's talk a little bit about these buildings. Um, so you're okay. saying that other school districts are consolidating. Does that mean that they're consolidating into their offices into some of the schools or into some existing buildings? What, what do you mean by their they compared to Forest Hills? So if you look at every school district around this, around this with the exception of Cincinnati Public Schools, if you look at their central office, their central office is attached to a school building. Well, whether it's an elementary school, whether it's a high school, it's attached to a school building. What that does, because once the school district purchased the building that they're on now, which is primarily retail and beach it becomes a public property and they cease to generate tax revenue. So not only did they spend $3 million purchasing this, they took it off the books for tax revenue as well. Because another business couldn't use that to Correct. operate right. and, effect- Correct. and effectively pay property taxes that would have gone to the schools. Correct. Okay. Which is, and I sent you the email, there, and some of the emails that I sent you to look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So originally, the township had offered space at the Anderson, uh, at the uh, Five Mile Center, where the township offices are now at. And the district, and, and the district broke it down and said, it, it's not big enough, which fine, if it's not big enough, it's not big enough. But they broke it down and said, you know, it's going to cost you, cost us $20 a square foot there versus i think they said seven dollars a square foot where they're at now but if you look at what the auditor says how many square foot is in the building they're in now and the three million dollars that they spent getting that that's more than seven dollars a square foot so let me i just i just want to make sure i don't want to i don't want to uh overlook that so what i'm hearing you say is that the building itself that was reported in that article that you had sent me and we'll post this in the show notes for you guys but the the what was reported in that article is less than what the actual uh, numbers are playing out as? Is that what you're saying? No, it's more. No, the, the square footage that the district is saying that they're getting the, their current central office for is more than what they told the township in an email. Oh, okay, 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 gotcha. Yeah, they're saying so, it's seven. I think they said they got it for seven dollars a square foot. Which, if you look, if you look at what the square footage of that building is based on the county auditor, even if you double the size, it's still well more than what they're claiming they're getting it. Has this been brought up to the school board? Um, no, I don't know that it actually has or not. The problem that I see, and if I did that, is this claim is made by Rick Topher, who is no longer the treasurer. He was one of the central office staff that got mixed up in the sexting scandal that happened 2017, I think it was. 
mm. and was let go. So there's nobody, nobody, nobody will take ownership of why he said that. Gotcha. If that makes sense. So it got kicked. Um, the, the can got kicked down the road, and yes. there's really nobody to to own that that Correct. problem. And there is another because the township. Every time I've ever dealt with the township, ask them a question. They've they've been great. They get back to you quick, and it's a straightforward answer. The school mm-hmm. district doesn't give you a straightforward answer. Answer. I don't know why. Um, it, but you'll see in there. Because the township emailed the school district and said, hey, people are saying we were going to charge you too much for this. Let's clear up the, mis- the misconceptions that are going on out there. And the treasurer at that time says, and, and it's in there, it says, and they wanted them to go to, pub- to the public with this. And they said, I don't see a reason to go to the public with this private matter. Well, how can spending public dollars be a private matter? Mm-hmm. That's Who the said that? that said, the treasurer at the time. Oh, that guy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it's copied on there. The current superintendent and one of the assistant superintendents are on that email thread. Hmm. And so that, that's the mentality from central office. Mm-hmm. They know best and don't ask us questions because it's none of your business. And that just makes you want to dig your heels in more yeah, and, sir. and hold them accountable. And I don't think until then anybody ever has. So the superintendent currently, Prebles, Scott right? Prebles. Scott Prebles. Prebles. Yeah. So he is, does that mean he, since he was CC'd on these, does that mean he's aware of this issue? Yes. And what has his, what has his response been? He's, he's a little arrogant. He doesn't, he'll, he will dismiss it. If you've ever talked to him, he's a very arrogant person. He does not like to have questions asked to him. Mm -hmm. I've seen his, uh, I've seen the way he communicates, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, during those, uh, which we'll touch on during those uh, board meetings. meetings And, uh, yes, I got to say, I'm not Super impressed, but yeah, I I, I I might know what you mean. No, that's yeah, it's it's sometimes it, it I don't know it's like why why even bother asking this person because they're not going to give you either a straightforward answer or they're not going they're just going to dismiss you altogether. Mm-hmm. And he has he's I've requested text messages which is which are my rights to do so from him. And they were only four days old, and I was told he deleted them already. What kind of text messages? Text messages between district staff that were deleted. Yeah. Are they allowed to be deleted? No, well, technically, no. I mean, isn't that what Wendell well, Young and all those guys in uh, the Gang of Five right. and Cincinnati Council are in trouble for right now? Yes. And I emailed the board about this when it occurred. And, and the retention policy from the district at the time is to keep things until necessary, and then they delete it. Well, who's to say how long is necessary? I mean, four-day-old text messages, I, I don't delete four-day-old text messages. I don't delete year-old text messages, but... Yeah, I've got all the same so text messages I had since I got my phone, to be honest with you. I'm right. terrible at deleting text messages. <laughs> so if somebody so goes and deletes it on purpose, I kind of yeah. wonder why. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, – and that that just further eroded the trust issue. Sure. So I just want to make sure I, I get this straight. Are, are you suggesting that uh, Prebles and these other guys are deleting uh, text messages that they don't legally have a right to delete? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's why I can back it. And I, you can back it up. You can check my public records request for those text messages and you'll see the communication I got that he's deleted. them. Yeah. Uh, I definitely like to, I definitely subpoena. Yeah. I would definitely like to see those. Maybe we can get those. uh, I'll send them to you when we're done. Yeah, please do. Okay. So, um, what, where, I know you said you joined this Facebook group. Uh, what's the name of that Facebook group again? Restore fiscal responsibility. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So uh, the group involved, 
it sounds like it's not obviously it sounds like it's not just you that has been following up on this stuff can you tell me a little bit more about who else has been involved in taking a look at the current uh, school board finances you don't have to give names necessarily uh, well, just give me an idea of what everybody's been working on together and how they've been collaborating there's i mean there's other people who re request public records mm -hmm. uh, besides me but for the most part it's me okay and then we get together sometimes as a group most of the time it, it's all done online and then there's there's people who are accountants there's CPAs, there's some real estate people, and so um, one used to be an attorney, and you, and most of them are just, and there's the, the, the rest are just average parents, just like me. And yeah. then we get, and you, and you pass the information around, and you're like, make this doesn't make sense, and, and some people will explain it to you, some people will say this doesn't make sense either. I don't understand why they would do this. Like for for example, I asked. And this was recently, this was in the last couple of weeks. I asked Mike Broadwater, he's the uh, assistant superintendent in charge of business operations. I said, so Mike, what does it cost to run the old central office versus what it costs to run the current central office? And it took him a couple of days to get back to me and said, they've never done a study to find out. Does that mean they don't know if it costs more or less the same? So fiscal responsibility, you're, you're arguing is not a priority for these guys. No, no, yeah. it's not at all. Yeah, because I mean, if I'm running a business, those are exactly the kind of numbers I'm going to crunch. Right. You know right. I mean, I mean, if it's my money, uh, I'm going to I'm going to make sure that my money is appropriately apportioned, uh, and uh, I'm going to want to know if opening up a new office is uh, the responsible thing to do. So, yeah. Yeah. So, if, like, like for example, if you look in 2016, the district had a cash balance of 18 million dollars. They currently have a cash balance of a little. I think it's a little over eight and a half. Say that again. Sorry. In, in 2016, they had $18 million in cash, the, the cash balance. Now they're down to like eight and a half million dollars in cash. Where is all that money gone? I don't know. I mean, it, it, they pay the bill. Some of it, from my understanding, is some of it went to salaries. Now, if you're having this because of the of the um, what they'll claim is COVID, yeah. but they gave the teachers a raise last year in the midst of everything being shut down, which fiscally doesn't make sense to do when you're you're expecting state cuts you're expecting federal cuts everything's shut down and then you shell out a raise hmm. so if you're using your cash from your, your your savings to pay salaries then there's something seriously wrong yeah bob what is the current status of forest hill school district's finances are they in debt in my oh they're in debt yes i mean they've they had the 103 million dollar bond it was, I think it was 32 years long, and that's only four, three or four years old, plus the nearly $10 million in loans they took out to cover the overages on that. They're in debt. There's no way around it. Now, what I don't understand about that is, is uh, Anderson is a relatively affluent community. How are we not able to afford our school district, which is, sounds like what you're saying? Because for years, the, the people running who ran for school board ran unopposed. Nobody ever really looked at everything. Uh, people are generally happy as long as the school district is performing well. Mm -hmm. But at some point, the money's going to run out. Right. How long has this been like this? From what I can tell, about four years, four, maybe four and a half, roughly years is what I would say. It wasn't always like this. You can go back in the numbers and look for their expenditures versus what their revenue was. It was, it was the way it should have been. They were spending less than they were bringing in now they're they're on the other side of the fence they're they're spending more than they're bringing in each year is it is it complacency what is it that caused people to say eh, school board's running fine no reason to challenge anything some of that is complacency and the fact that people are happy as long as the school district keeps getting those good report cards 
but now they're they're trying to run it every three-year levy cycle so every three years they're going to want a new levy at some point people are going to say you know enough is enough we don't want another levy and then that's when the districts that's the only time that the people in charge now will ever make cuts is if they're forced to make cuts because nobody will give them more money they won't actually pass a levy right because that if you look at if you look at how the cash balance is going and how the district's own policy states that within two fiscal years of them projecting a negative cash balance, they're going to have to put a levy on the ballot, which means next year the district is going to have to look at putting in a levy on the ballot. And they just did that two years mm -hmm. ago. Did it pass? The I only reason they're not, the time. Did, did that yeah, one pass? The only reason they're not doing it now is because they got COVID money. Yeah. They received a little over $2 million from the feds, and now they're getting another $5 million. Yeah, COVID seems to be the excuse uh, a lot of government uh, has been using yes. to just to just pass money around to whoever raises right. their hand, it seems like. Did that levy a couple years ago pass? It did. I don't know. They're, they're, as long as the levies keep passing, they'll keep spending. But it shouldn't be that way. It, it, yeah. they're, they're, it's a government entity, just like all other government entities. And just, in my opinion, just like every business out there, if you're spending, you should be able to you should spend what you bring in. You right. Put some aside for a rainy day, and then spend what you spend within live within your means. Yeah. 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 That's not something government's all too familiar with. <laughs> the no, uh, no, it's not. The the um. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. You're fine. <laughs> it's easy to do when you start thinking. Look, there's so much. There's so many freaking numbers. <laughs> there are. Golly. All right. All right. So um, it sounds to me. Like the only way to hold any of this, uh, any of these guys accountable is, like you said, basically to not pass levies and to start uh, opposing them in the elections. Which, which we did. There was a, a vote no group, and I was part of that in the last levy cycle. Yeah, no, I mean the um, school board elections. Oh yeah, yeah. So these guys yeah. ran unopposed for how long? Um, the only person who's on there still who was around when everything started is Forrest. He's been there, I think, fifteen years. He's been running. Yeah, but both. Um, TD Choice and both um, Elizabeth Meyer, who used to be Elizabeth Barber, both ran unopposed and when they were elected. Neither one of them are seeking re-election. Uh, Forrest is. TD Choice isn't elected. seeking re-election? Nope. Okay. So her seat's one of the ones up for up for grabs in this next election? Yes, hers, Elizabeth's, and I don't know if you want to consider it up for grabs or not since she's still running. But yeah. The seat's up for grabs. All right. Well, we'll definitely be getting into that here in a second, but I want to, I want to, okay. I want to go ahead and turn to some of this <laughs> critical race theory drama that's been that's sure. been going on. Oh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> why don't you just start from the beginning? Tell us, tell us, tell us this whole story because this is I've been keeping up a little bit with it and it's definitely pretty wild. Um, so there's, I guess it's been I don't think it's been quite a month yet. Maybe it's been about three weeks. There was somebody that came to some of us and it was a it was it was a white teacher who said. Hey, I'm on I'm on this committee within the district, and what they're talking about is making me uncomfortable. And you need to request communication with this particular individual. All I was given was an email address. So I said, all right. So I'll request communication with this email because this person works for Hamilton County. So it's a it's a county employee. Her name's Catrice. And so I requested communication with her, the board, the five board members, and everybody on the curriculum staff and the superintendent. And then other people started requesting similar stuff that they were requesting communication between the board members and and whatnot. So mine came back, and you start seeing, and it's part of this CARES program, which 
they, so, they sorry let's let's go back real quick what what were the requests that were being made of this uh consultant for the forest hill school district email email communications just to be like, able to get in touch and and connect with her um yes but she was she was leading this training as a consultant from from the county and she yeah. would post tell us about that training uh the training is supposed to be around diversity inclusion anti-bias and things like that okay so you and a group of people made records or uh, email requests with uh well, this, yeah there was three of us it wasn't a real big group it was just three of us um and one of one of them requested her file from the county and to do that she didn't know how to so she called the county and said how do i get this person's file turns out to be a threatening phone call now according to leslie and Didi. oh yeah we're going to play that audio clip here in a second so <laughs> um and so all I had was an email address, and I've done this a thousand, well, not a thousand, but probably a hundred times, requested communication with somebody in the district. Usually it's between district staff, sometimes it's outside vendors. And so I did the same thing that I've always done. And then I look at the data that I get, and they were pretty quick to give it back, which I was surprised. Usually stuff like this would take a month at least. But whoever, Angela Ingram, who's their... Um, who's the communications director now for the district and processes these, she's on it. I mean, I, I gave you props to her. She's, she gets things back quick. And I'm not used to that from this district. Usually they sit on things for a month, sometimes two months. But when, when that stuff from the, the consultant, when you click on the links of what she wants people to read for their next session, and you start reading it, and it's talking about dismantling the white supremacy in the school district and and how you know and and it's talking about the white majority and you're going what in the world is this all about this isn't this isn't what we thought it was this is critical race theory stuff and so they were hiding it under a different program yeah i know that that's been uh the question that has gone to the school board a lot is about uh critical race theory uh, right. and i the response i've seen is that there is no critical race theory being inserted but then you look at this cares program right. and it seems to be uh at the very least critical critical race theory light it is and i guess the, the good thing is that's not they're not directly teaching the students they're only at this point in time directly interacting with district staff um mostly people from the central office and some teachers but you know i know this stuff starts somewhere and then it trickles down to the bottom it starts well, at the top and it'll trickle down to the bottom there's no need to there's no need to uh to even bother going to train the teachers on anything if it wasn't about getting it to the to the students right right and, and then yeah it's and they're and, and it's just i don't know I'm, I'm totally against that type of training i don't need somebody telling my kids that because of their skin color that they're going to be different that they're responsible for something else I mean, that's regardless of what skin color it shouldn't happen yeah well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull up this uh, res, this uh, response. You got that queued up with. Uh, oh, and then the other thing that I did yeah. is I did email Patrice directly. She yeah, that was what I was gonna ask you about next. And I said because Loudon, I think it's Loudon County, Virginia, the largest public school system in the United States, started scaling back their um, math programs in the name of equity, like they lowered their standards. So yeah, I've heard about that. Thoughts on that? I want. I mean, that are you going to lower the standards here? Is that what the next thing is? Mm -hmm. It's. It it doesn't make sense, and it's not right. And that's all I, I simply answer in a polite, professional. You have a copy of the email. Yeah. Was it rude about it? Was yeah. No, right? I saw. I, I I can confirm that, and we'll uh, we'll try to put up a version of that that we can publish as well. 
Um, and she still has yet to answer me, but sure. Now, what was some of the emails that some of the, that the other two had sent? Have you seen those? Sure, they were just asking for communication with her. Um, I don't think that either of the other two individuals actually emailed her directly. Um, they may have. I don't. I don't think they did. Um, to my knowledge, I was the only one that emailed her directly, and I was like, "Hey, I just answered her a question. I haven't heard anything back from her." And then, unbeknownst to us, is just sitting there at a board meeting and we get called out. And I'm like, "Well, this has never happened before." Wow. So that leads us into uh, this school board meeting where this was brought up. It seems like, um, just to set it up, because we're not going to get into the, the background of what led into this, but okay. uh, when I was watching this video, Patty Taylor was asking a lot of questions about numbers, uh, as far as I'm concerned, justifiably so, as well as asking about what was specifically being taught about this uh, in this CARES program. Uh, and that led into DD Choice saying this. So go ahead and play that for me there, Scott. Some members of our community decided to select a black woman who was a consultant for this district to harass by calling her job. They called for her. They made open records requests. They uh, requested her personnel information. They sent her emails and all her job was to do was to work for the district with teachers and administrators discussing diversity, inclusion, inclusion, and unconscious bias. I attended a lot of those sessions and she's good at what she does. And I think that's what Mr. Prebles was talking about. But out of all the employees working for our school district, a group of people selected a black female, a black woman to harass. It's unacceptable, it's offensive, it's wrong, and it's offensive to me as a black woman. She has done nothing to deserve the type of treatment she's gotten and I'm asking members of the community, be considerate, be kind, and be thoughtful. Okay, I think we get the point there. <laughs> um, well, I was considerate and I was kind. Yeah, uh, cue up the uh, one from Leslie to the other one. Did you see it? I can, I can find that for you. Um, so the, it was Leslie's uh, reaction really stuck out to me as well. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, but we'll, we'll, we're going to get that pulled up here real quick. But in the meantime, I do I do want to get your reaction to what Didi uh, just said there. So it was um, so as I'm sitting there in the board meeting, I think for the past, were you there during this? Yeah, I've only missed three board meetings except okay. I watched them all online when they when they went lit in person. But since in person's been back for the past three and a half almost I guess four years. I've only missed three board meetings. I've attended all of them. And, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, is she talking about me? Is she talking about us? This has never happened before. I'm getting called out for requests and information. And then she mentioned that, that the lady was black. I didn't know that she was black. All I had was an email address. Yeah, the, the way it sounds to me is, is that, that you, first off, you certainly can't criticize a black woman based off of the way uh, Dee Dee was talking there. Right. Um, but... You can't even request 
uh, information from a black woman who works for the school district in some capacity or another. Yeah, and, and she's a public employee. So it's not like she was just some consultant from off the street that works at a firm somewhere, just some random person. She's somebody who's been in the district for three years now. Yeah. And so I, I was just, I was like, my, I think I had to pick up my jaw before. Like, really? Is this where we're headed? Yeah. Uh, harass is such a strong word. I think right? so too. Yeah. I mean, I, if, when is it not harassment to make Exactly. You know, I mean, uh, it'd be nice to know where the line is. I would um, love to know that because if I cross that line, I'd make sure it didn't happen again. But asking yeah. somebody a simple question is not harassment. All right. Well, let's listen to Leslie's uh, 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 reply to Dee Dee there. This this to me really stood out. And, I, and there's a point where I'll where I'll pause it that I'm that, that I definitely want to point out because it's very interesting. Go ahead, there, Scott. I would like to add that I spoke with that woman. She found me through my employer and a contact and reached out to me and told me that due to the harassment she has received from these three individuals in our community, she has their names, I have heard their names, that she is scared for her safety. All right, I gotta pause it right there, okay? All right. She has their names and Leslie has their names. You're being, you being one of those names. Right. And to me, um, I'm taking that as a threat. That's exactly what I heard. And what I are you going to do with those names? What, dif what, what are you going right. to do with those names? And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at the other people who are sitting at the table with me, and I'm saying to myself, because we all have masks on, so you can't read our lips, and we're all quiet because it's a school board meeting. You want to start talking and interrupt everybody. But sure. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, is, a, uh, is an elected official threatening me in front of yeah. everybody? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And the other thing is when she said she had to track her down through her employer, I'm going to call BS on that for the simple fact that in February of last year, when Leslie first came on the board, she emailed this woman and gave her her phone number, emailed her from her school district email address. It's part of the, it's part of the record request I got back. Yeah. And to me, I think the way Leslie worded that way, she tracked her down through her employer was if Leslie would have said she'd called her or emailed her, that's public record. But by her saying she tracked her down through her employer and told her stuff, I think she's saying that because it didn't happen, and there's no way for us to prove it didn't happen. Does that make, does that make sense? Mm, yeah, mm. it's framing too, right? Yes. Uh, to, they 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 want to they want to frame this uh, woman as as much of a victim as possible. Um, that's, Leslie has a, a history and a habit of doing that for some strange reason. I don't uh, understand why. I've 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 heard about that. So, all right, so. The first, the, the first big question we already touched on is, you have these names. What does that mean, right? right. Okay, I have, I have their names. What are you going to do with those names? Are you reporting them to law enforcement? Because the way you're, the way you're describing this, is potentially something illegal might have happened. Right. So I'd like to know what your, what your specific allegation is here that you would need to have these names as if you're going to do something with it. The other question yeah, I yeah. have is. Um, where did Leslie and Dee Dee get this idea that uh, these emails were specifically harassment, other than the fact that she received an email, which I've received emails all the time, and that's not harassing. So did they see, my question is, did Leslie and Dee Dee see the content of, this, uh, of these emails and records requests and whatever else, and then determine that was harassment? Or 
did this person contact Leslie and Didi, or Leslie specifically, I guess, and say, I'm being harassed without necessarily providing the results? In other words, who's lying? That's the million dollar question. If uh, I've seen your email, so your email certainly wasn't harassing. Uh, unless you've emailed this person, you know, five times a day over and over again, which I haven't, you know, I mean, she would need to prove that. And if she's got the email, she could prove that. Uh, I haven't seen anything from what you sent me that is that could be considered harassing. So if 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 Leslie or Didi or Patrice are identifying what I've seen so far as harassment, then they're just lying flat out. I the only thing I have is the other two individuals didn't contact Patrice directly. To, to my knowledge, they didn't contact her. They only requested public records from the district and from the Amway County uh, Educational Service Center. Which is certainly not harassment as well. So, again, yeah. like you said, the million-dollar question is who's lying? Right. Is it all three of them? Is it is Dee Dee and Leslie and Patrice lying? Did Patrice lie to Leslie specifically and not show her the, the evidence of uh, the harassment and Leslie just ran with it because it worked for her narrative. What's going on here? I think that's I think that's what it is. It, it, it fits their narrative, and so and and it ties back into the Redskins' name. We were labeled racist mm. by the other side for four years. Yeah, basically that's what they're saying when you're they're calling us Harris and a black woman. Which, again, I didn't know she was a black woman. All I have is an email address. And what difference does it make if you did? Who cares? Right. Well, You're, true. I mean, I, right? I don't. That's people that know me know me know that that's not how I am. I'm just seeking information. So, I think this gives us a pretty good uh, uh, background as to uh, as as to some of the work that you've been doing. Um, tell tell us a little bit more about what made you decide. You know what? It's time for me to run. I I thought about it when um in the last board election when. When Patty and Elizabeth are elected, I thought about running in. But my kids were still a little younger. Uh, my wife said, no, not yet. And then when this next cycle come up, I have, there was, I would ask people, some people would flat out tell me and some that I needed to run. And, and I would ask, you know, as anybody would say, if you're looking to do something like this, you ask, you try to get a feel for what people think. And some people said, yes, you should run because you're the person that I can go to and get factual information and not BS or smoke load from the district. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, it took my, me a little bit of convincing to do my wife, but she finally, we agreed. And, and so that's that's what made me decide to get in. It I mean, now or never. Involved in politics, point, I mean, it ain't for sissies, that's for sure. I mean, you really got to be. No, in. it's not. And 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 it's new to me. It's I'm not a politician. I'm not one that go around talking about myself. It's, it's, it's a weird... It's a weird situation to be in, but ultimately I'm doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still have my daughter graduates this year. I still have a, a fourth grader and a seventh grader to go. So every decision that I'm going to make if I'm elected is going to affect my own kids. So I wonder then if uh, I assume Leslie must know that you are one of the candidates. She knows. I mean, she would have to because the Democrats know. I mean, I've seen him post yeah. online that they're not going to vote for me. And I'm like, okay, well, don't vote for me then. Uh, so seeing as she might end up having to sit on a board with you, I wonder if that plays into her uh, motivation for uh, playing up this uh, victimhood for uh, Patrice. It very well may. It, it, it very well may. 
if they can discredit you early enough to get people not interested in you, because sometimes people just take things at face value and as yeah. truth, which is why I never speak about anything with this district unless I have a, a document from them in hand. Now, there's a meeting coming up. Uh, I think it's the 24th, right? School board meeting? Yeah, that's the next one. No, it's the um, 20, yeah, 24th. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, so I assume yeah. you're going to be there. Is oh, this yeah. is this topic going to come up? Um, I think so because if the board. I'm pretty sure the board at the last meeting, when it, I think it was Elizabeth, asked for for them to bring up the CARES program yeah. and whatnot at the next board meeting. Yeah, I saw um, that. I I, th I personally think that that program started with good intentions, but it's it's not. I don't think it's what we really want or need. We, we well, don't need somebody telling us we're bad or different or anything else just based on our skin color. I remember it should be uh, by your character. It should be by your behavior and your character, not your skin color. Exactly. Famous guy said that once. I can't remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I remember when I was watching that, uh, and when uh, Scott Prebles was uh, describing what the CARES program was all about, he was practically in tears describing it. Kind of, kind of put on a show. That's what it seemed like. I've never seen him that way before. Usually he gets very angry um, when people are questioning things. And he gets very defensive. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, getting defensive and and, and uh, deflecting to victimhood and all that kind of stuff just makes you wonder what's really going on. Right. Which, it really does. Like, I mean, you know, uh, why would you feel the need to lie about uh, whether or not someone's being harassed or whether or not someone is reasonably considered to be in an unsafe situation? A uh, straight yeah, yeah, records request. Yeah, yeah, just a straightforward, simple question to her, and and if she's fearing for her safety based on that, then I have no answers. I, I'm well. I'm getting shocked. I've I've talked about feelings before. I don't know if I've talked about it on this show, but. Uh, I've talked about feelings before. They're, they're to me, they're irrelevant because anybody can feel any way about anything, and then you don't get to question them about it because it's in their head. And what can you do? Um, all I want to know is, uh, was actual did actual harassment take place? Because that's what's been accused. And what do you intend to do with those names that you have? Because you seem to be suggesting something very potentially illegal even happened, and I want to know what that is and what you intend to do with those names. That's a, that's a, that's a, a very that's a that's a, that's a that's very sensitive ground that they're treading on with that. It is, and it, and it, it'd be one thing if it was from just a, a random person, but it, it's from two elected officials. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are elected officials that are threatening, you know, and and you have to sit yeah. there and say to yourself, "Well, this this how wrong is this? What's going to happen to me now? Is somebody going to come come knock on my door? Am I going yes. to somebody's going to try to sue me for asking questions?" I mean, it would get tossed out in court, I would think. But. No, but I mean, the the whole point is to, yeah, the whole point is to uh, to to bully you, right? And to they try uh, to intimidate you to intimidate. not ask questions. Exactly. Which it's is not about whether or not they think they can win. It's about whether or not they can potentially intimidate you into silence. Right. Which is what I'm here. It, from this. That's, I think that's what happens. I think that's what happens to a lot of people. Is they're afraid to say something for those, these reasons alone. Mm -hmm. They don't want to get caught out publicly. They don't want their name out there. Yeah. 
I don't know what consequences could come from something like that for a school board member to uh, to behave in that way during an official school board meeting, but I would love to find out. I would as well. Um, and I would also love, like I said, uh, the 24th is the next uh, school board meeting. I would love for somebody to go up and ask that question directly. You know, I'd love to hear a parent step up and say, hey, uh, you, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, this issue last week. And I want to know what's going on with it. I want to know what evidence that you, that you have. I want to know what you intend to do with those names. That's that's definitely something I would get into if, if it were me. And I'm not in the school district, so I can't go up and ask these questions. I'm just putting it out there. If it were me, I'd be asking those questions. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I agree with you there. <laughs> so the question is, do I go up and say something or do I let somebody else? Well, I don't know. I can't tell you what to do, but right. if you are one of the names, I don't know. I might. The power right. is yours. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, um, which is another thing. The other thing I meant that you, when you said something, it triggered something in my head, a memory. So when you said you don't live in the district, so you can't go up there and speak. It it used to be they would let anybody speak. So when, during the red, their initial Redskins debate four years ago, they had people from Cincinnati and, and, and different surrounding communities coming in and speaking. Mm-hmm. Then, I think it was Two years ago, one of the contractors um, from the um, that's suing the school district, who doesn't live in the district, came and spoke at a board meeting. After that meeting, they made it so no, you have to live in the district to speak. They had no issues with people from outside the district speaking about changing the name, but when a contractor from outside the district came in and talked, started talking about the money they they stowed and, and and lawsuits and whatnot then they had an issue and they you can't have anybody from outside the district speak anymore that's a very interesting point it seems to me that if you have a dog in the fight one way or the other right you know a contractor doesn't have to live in anderson township or in the school district in particular in order to have a dog in the fight if he is a contractor for that school district uh and you know I think you could also say the same thing for alumni, just because an alumni doesn't live in the school district anymore doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't have some kind of say. This is actually some, I'm just curious, going back to the uh, Redskins topic, this is a question I've had for a while. Um, Imagine you are a uh, Anderson High School football player from back in, say, when I graduated, 2005. Okay. Wearing a Redskins jersey. Right. Are they not going to put you and your picture up on the wall anymore because you have the wrong uh, mascot on your jersey? Does that mean you don't get celebrated anymore as an alumni if you have the wrong mascot on your jersey? I'm just curious how they handle stuff like that. My understanding is they have a history wall there um, where stuff like that's supposed to stay up. Uh, I guess my question is for how much longer? <laughs> right. Well, exactly. I mean, and is that consistent with the issue, right? I mean, if you... Right. If it's such a problem that you actually had to go through all this effort and heartache and headache and money, money. to change the name, right? And and there's st- and they and they at this point in time they still don't have the money that they raised. So when they keep saying the community supported this decision, you have to kind of say, well, if they supported it, why aren't, didn't why aren't the community they? just come up with the money all of a sudden? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to me, they missed a huge boat for the rebranding of the high school. They could have easily gotten together a couple people from both sides of the uh, of the opinion on this and put them in a room and said okay this is over let's work together and, and come up with something new but they did the district missed a huge opportunity to, to bridge that gap and get the community back together again they just 
further alienated everybody and just did what they wanted to do. So you're saying they still don't have the money to finish this name change? At this time, no. They're talking about that's what that's one of the things that when when Patty was talking about. They're talking about naming rights. Yeah, um, explain that for me if you don't mind. I remember seeing that, but I didn't quite get understand the whole context of it. So if if for instance if if you had million dollars and you said you know what I'm going to give this school district a hundred thousand dollars and just donate it to them, you can do that and not get anything in return. But but apparently from what I'm gathering is going on. If somebody has money they want to donate, but in exchange, they want something from the district. They want their name somewhere. I don't know if it's a field um, named after them, you know, and then the whole thing. That's it, not uncommon, though, right? It's not, but that's not, I don't think it's as common in public institutions as it is in private. You know, private institutions, that happens all the time. If you had a million dollars and you wanted to donate $100,000 to the school district, you can right now. Yeah. But the problem is people... And this is what it sounds like the discussion because I don't have all the facts. But what it sounds like to me is the discussion is somebody wants to donate money to the school, but in return they want their name on something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the hallway, a field, whatever, a classroom, whatever it could be. But there's no policy in the district right now that determines how is this vetted. So if you take the most hated person in this township, and, and I'm just saying I'm not calling anybody name. I'm just saying as a figure, whoever that may be, mm-hmm. and saying. And that person says, hey, I'm going to donate enough money to fix that pool. But in return, I want my name planted on every wall where the pool is. Yeah. So does the district say, okay, but then if that's somebody that everybody hates, and, and if you remember from when last July, June or July, whenever they had that debate, Leslie said if one person is offended, it's got to go. So then does that mean that they're going to have to say no, sorry? That, that's, that's the policy that's not in place right now. Gotcha. Mm. Or okay, was, if you have like a, if you have a like a March shot incident, like what happened right. last year, where every March shot gave money to that school. How many years ago they gladly took it, and then this big change happened, and all of a sudden Marge is racist and she's a horrible person. So now we got to tear it all down mm-hmm. and, and give the money back. And so how does this school district come up with the money to give it back? Since we're a private or a public institution, we don't have money sitting around just to paint over stuff. So it was an interesting thing that came up again during that uh, school board meeting where uh, Leslie said, we got to get over this name change. Right. And uh, she she suggested that it was uh, mostly an emotional uh, issue on the part Which of kind of ironic because everything she says is emotional. But <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, earlier in that meeting or I don't know if it was before or after, but in that same meeting, of course, was when she was uh, freaking out about uh, Patrice and the emails and the harassment and all right. that. So, right. So you're right about that. Um, but I'm not hearing a whole lot of emotion as far as the issue there. I'm hearing a lot of how are we going to pay for this? Right. And uh, is I. I don't know. Is there an answer to that question from 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 Leslie or Dee Dee or any of these people? No, they 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 talk very little during the board meetings, except you can like congratulate somebody. There's a lot of patting on the back that goes on at these school board meetings. I've noticed. Um, and and until until Patty came along, there's there's a there's a there's a board discussion time frame for our agenda where the board's able to talk about whatever they want to talk about during the board meeting. And until Patty came along, that was mostly, they just briefed over that. Somebody may have said a snippet here or there, but there was never any discussion. And then Patty comes along and she starts asking questions. 
and saying this, that, and this, and that. And then you're looking like, all right, somebody's actually asking questions, and the rest of the board is just sitting there like, well, we we usually don't talk during this time. And I'm like, (laughs) okay. Well, get used to it, right? (laughs) Right. And they they would say, oh, well, we already knew the answers to these questions before we came here because we already emailed the the, the questions on the agenda and got our answers from the district. Again, that doesn't help us with your thought process to why this is good, this is bad, or, or how you're voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and would so think they would report that to the public. Yeah, you and would think so, but like it ties back into that email from when when they said this is a private issue, talking about the um, purchase of the school district, uh, the new central office. How can that be a yeah. private issue? It's not a private issue, but it's uh, taxpayer money, right. plain and simple. Exactly. That's that's what I've been trying to get at this whole time. That's my whole goal is to open up the, the let the light in, so to speak, and say right. here. This we're a, a, a public institution. We need to work with the public, not just request or, or suppress information and only give it to them when somebody actually asks for it. All right. So here's where things stand currently. Okay. There are three seats coming open. Yes. DDC, seat. She's leaving. Right. Elizabeth is leaving as well. Right. And Forrest is running for re-election. Uh, so far, yes. So far. Um, I haven't seen whether or not he's going to seek the endorsement of the Republican Party yet. Um, I don't have that answer either. Yeah. But what we also have is uh, potentially five Republicans slash conservatives running for those three seats. Does That includes Forrest, right? Yes. Okay. Now, the issue with that is I'm sure you, you already know this is coming. The issue with that is that has the potential to split the vote. And if you Correct. split the vote like that with five people running for three seats, potentially you could lose more than you could have gained uh, had you just run for the three seats, right? That is correct. Yes. So it sounds like Forrest is going to run. That's, my, that's, that's what that's he what says. I, he says he's in it in it for Yeah, I've for heard him say game. he's in it for the yeah. long haul. So I don't yeah. think he's going anywhere one way or the other, whether or not whether or not he seeks the Republican endorsement or or, or otherwise. Uh, doesn't matter. Um, and I know a lot of conservatives and Republicans want him to go, which I understand, um, because of his role in the name change uh, and everything else. Now, correct. Still, I guess let me just let me just get your reaction to that. How does that get handled? How do we how do we run five candidates on the conservative Republican side for three seats? with the uh, potential to split the split that vote and effectively give another seat to the Democrat party. As far as I can tell, um, it's, it, that's going to come down to, I, I guess, who gets the Republican um, endorsement. And if not, if, if three people get it, are the other two going to drop out or are they going to stay in? Yeah. That's basically what I'm getting at. <laughs> that's and, what I want to know. That's like the million dollar question. Like, like if I don't get the endorsement, I would probably be shocked. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not an arrogant person, but I would like to think that I would get it based on all the work that I put in and, and that people can see what I want to do, get things back to being fiscally responsible, which is, you know, it's the whole Republican party, you know, fiscally responsible. Yeah. Um, just get back into good, hard knowledge and, and learning and not of all the social stuff that they're teaching in the schools anymore. still, or right now. Um, I, I, that stuff needs to go. It, it's not solving any problems. All right. So I didn't um, quite hear you say it. So I'm just going to ask the question straight out. If you don't get the, uh, the 
uh, endorsement by the endorsement. Republican Party, what's your next move? I'd still run. Okay. I, I honestly would. And even I, if that I, might I, split the vote. Yeah. Okay. I know it, it's. I mean, it's something that I've. I, I think about all the time. It <laughs> but, is. It is, and it's. Or we don't even know when they're going to have the endorsement meeting yet. Yeah. Um, and it's a tough question to answer, but I, I feel at this time, or at this point in time, unless somebody can convince me otherwise, I would still run either way. Now, and 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 if I win, I may not be a Republican that's endorsed, but at least there's a, a fiscal conservative Republican on the board. Right. But it'll be easier for you to win if you get the endorsement from the Republican Party. It would be, I think, because your name's going to be on the ballot, on the um, the little cards they hand out for if you're voting Republican. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It would. I mean, it's that's the million-dollar question right now. If Forrest doesn't get the nomination, is he going to continue to run? He more than will, more likely than will run just because of his name. I get the sense he will. That's yeah. my suspicion. He, he said his dad was in school board for, I think, 35 years. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's trying to outdo his dad or, or what, but I, I don't know. I don't know what his reason is behind. He's, he's, I've never really spoken to the guy. Well, that's going to be the, uh, the touchy thing that I, I know that the conservatives and the Republicans are going to have to figure out as far as how this race gets handled. Because right. um, if all five candidates decide to run regardless of endorsement, uh, that's sure to split the vote. Sure. And, and it would. Is the, the question is, is the, is the uh, community better off? If, if somebody drops out? Somebody drops out, or are they better off sticking to their principles and fighting the fight all the way to the bitter end and ultimately giving another seat up to the Democrats? While right. Forrest maintains a seat. Right. So that's uh, a question really for you, Bob, but also a question for, uh, for the other, other four. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's it's something that I've talked about to other people, and some and some people have told me just to keep running, and some people said, you know, do what the party says to do. But well, I'm again, just going to point out that there are other elections. Sure. Um, and sometimes you got to win a little bit at a at a time, and I know that's exactly yeah. the strategy of the Democrats. They go one seat at a time. They don't care about principle. They just yeah. care about one seat at a time, and frankly, yeah, they're playing the. It works. Somebody said it best to me that they're playing the long game. They are. Yep. They are. And, and and unfortunately, they're way more organized at this than we are, which is why we keep losing judges and 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 positions within the county. No doubt there. All right. Well, so I'll I'll end it with uh, by saying that uh, we, we we this this has been thank you Bob for coming on. This has been a great discussion. I'll say that. Uh, oh, um, I'm happy to have it anytime. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we'll uh, probably have an opportunity to have you on again. The uh, a lot of stuff has got brought up. Uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> suggestions and implications have been brought up about uh, current board members uh, uh, and candidates as well. So I do need to say that this uh, there is an open invitation to any current sitting board member. Uh, I'm sure some people would not take us up on this invitation, and I'm okay with that too. But so be it. Uh, I think they any, should. I think they should as well, but, uh, you know, I, I, I accept one way or the other. It is what it is. Um, and if they, if they listen to anything I got to say, <laughs> they might not be interested <laughs> in talking to me whatsoever. That's okay. Um, it might make them cry. Yeah. That, that, you know what? Hey, uh, hey, little wins, right? So, uh, and any candidate who's running, uh, 
certainly welcome to come on and talk about some of the issues we've talked about here or what your perspective is on the uh, name change issue, the finances, what you would intend to do as, uh, as a school board member, how you would fix things, how you would change things, uh, or what you would keep the same. Uh, open invitation to any of you all to come on here because there's, there's a lot going on. And there's a lot to uh, to unpack, and we've really just scratched the surface here. So, uh, Bob, I'm going to leave you with the last word here. Uh, what your what your final message is to anybody listening, and also make sure that you include how people can uh, get in touch with you, follow you on uh, social media, or uh, whatever else that you use to communicate. Thanks. Um, so again, my name is Bob Bibb, and I'm one of the candidates for uh, school board for Forest Hill School District. My email address is electbobbib. It's B-O-B-B-I-B-B at gmail.com or like Bob Bibb on uh, Facebook. Um, and, and my message is simple. I've Boots on the ground. I've been attending the meetings now for nearly four years. I've seen what some of the stuff, the decisions are, their school districts are making. We have an excellent school district. We have great teachers, great staff. We have a horrible central office. That is where the issue is. That's what I want to fix. Uh, and and that's that's my final message. And, and transparency is key. Yeah, I will say there is uh, something to be said for somebody who is doing the job who uh, isn't even sitting in the seat. Right. Yeah. That's. I've seen that's, you do a lot of work. That's that's something my wife says. Why do you do this? Because and that's one one last thing. So I used to actually live stream the school board meetings from my cell phone onto the um, Restore Fiscal Responsibility Facebook page before the district started doing it. Scott Prebles is taking credit for live streaming. They're only doing that because COVID forced them to. I was doing it well before he was, and I would even ask the district why we can't live stream. It's because of the modern technology, and they said it's too difficult. Mm. I guess so, it's not yeah. difficult anymore, huh? <laughs> no, no. So, so when I would charge my phone up before school board meetings and hold it up there and record things for for people to see. Well, Bob, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks uh, for having me. I appreciate yeah, this. Yeah, this is this has been a really good. This has been very eye opening. That's for, for sure. sure. It's been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank so you. So you uh, keep up with uh, what Bob is doing. Um, uh, I've seen him do a lot of work and uh, these uh, records requests and quote-unquote harassment uh, could be <laughs> just what it takes to get the answers, right? So, um, so thanks a lot, Bob, and we will uh, definitely be in touch. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. Am I right? There was a lot of stuff in there. So we touched on a lot of different topics tonight pertaining to schools and, and education in this country. And so the important thing is, if you don't know about any of the things mentioned, like critical race theory and what is going on in our culture with the inclusion and equity movements and things like that, go research it. Because I am not kidding when I say that this is one of the biggest threats to our nation as a whole uh, from a cultural standpoint. The education system is going far, far, far away from what it was designed to do originally and far, far away from education, quite frankly. It's all become social justice training grounds for your kids if they go to a public school. So we just want to highlight some of these issues and some of the things that are going on here locally even. Don't think that it's not coming to our corner of the world. It's already here in a lot of ways. 
And so pay attention to this stuff. Parents, I cannot encourage you enough to pay attention to what's going on uh, and what's being fed to your kids and called education. And speaking of the Forest Hills School District Board meeting, in the case of fairness, we want to provide to you the full or a more full context of the conversation that was had and, and how the comments that were directed towards Bob came up in the school board meeting itself. You can also find the full meeting on YouTube on their uh, the Forest Hill School District uh, YouTube channel. But here we have like a 15-minute clip that encapsulates both of the selected clips that you heard during this episode in a greater context. You can kind of see how how those comments came about and came to be part of public record. And so in pursuit of transparency and fairness, we provide that to you in the show notes. And if you don't know yet, the show notes are all kept in Chronicles. Chronicles spelled C-H-R-O-N-I-K-L-E-S dot org. And so while we're gone, please, everybody, please, please don't destroy the culture. We'll see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and every other major podcast platform, including YouTube. Thanks for listening. Be sure to come back tomorrow so you can listen to this week's full episode. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you'd like to be a part of the show, reach out to us at cancelledoutpodcast at gmail.com. Cancelled Out is produced, directed, edited, and mixed by Scott and Max. All sourcing information can be found on our show notes at chronicles.org or in the link in the episode description on our site, cancelledout.com. Cancelled Out is a Scott and Max production, copyright 2021.